One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome to episode four of Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite subjects, marketing. Fun fact, before taking the leap into the wild world of being my own boss, I spent my entire post-college career in marketing and events. So it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Your marketing directly impacts the business results that you get. And I want you to get excellent results because the better results you get, the more of an impact you'll be able to make, whatever that means to you. In this episode, I'll provide a quick overview of the landscape when it comes to marketing, and I'll also share some suggestions for where to start. Marketing is a topic that makes a lot of people nervous. It can be uncomfortable to promote yourself, and that's what it can feel like you're doing when you're marketing your own business. But there are two reasons why, even if it makes you nervous, you should take marketing really seriously. One, marketing is simply communicating what you offer to your ideal customer. And two, you're marketing your business whether you're trying to or not. Let's dig into these a little further. To me, it's as simple as this. Marketing is simply communicating what you offer. I'm going to assume as a baseline that what you sell is useful, it's something that people want or need, and that you stand behind it. And if that's not the case, go and take care of that first. So assuming that's the case, think of marketing as simply helping your customer understand what you offer so they can decide if it's what they want or need. As businesses, we communicate this in a lot of different ways, subtle and overt, in everything from our branding to the design of our emails to the way that we package and send our product. All of that is marketing. There's no need to feel sleazy about it. We're not forcing anyone to buy anything. We just want to make sure they know what we offer. And then the second reason to take your marketing seriously is you're marketing your business, whether you're trying to or not. In marketing, there is a term called touchpoint, and it refers to every time your customer interacts with your business in any way. For example, touchpoints might include every time someone visits your website, opens a package that you sent, sees one of your posts on social media sends a customer service inquiry, Googles your company, sees you at a craft fair, and on and on and on. Every touch point is an opportunity to present your company in the way that you want. But even if you don't put any thought or effort into it, you're still communicating something about your company. It just might not be what you want. We don't need to get into the weeds here, but the point I want to make is this. Every time a potential customer interacts with your business, marketing is at play. Okay, so now that I've sold you on why marketing matters and why it should be one of your top priorities, let's talk a little bit about what that looks like. To help you visualize this, I put together a mind map that lays out how I think about marketing. 
which is informed by both my career in corporate America as well as the last few years on the ground running my own small business marketing. To download it, head over to makinggoodpodcast.com slash marketing map, and it'll get sent straight to your email. Now, before we jump in, let me make one thing very clear. You don't have to, and you shouldn't, try to tackle everything on this list. I definitely don't. You just need to pick the bits and pieces that make the most sense for your business. So the first and arguably most important section here is marketing intelligence. Marketing intelligence is kind of a pretentious way of saying understanding your business. As you start to think about marketing your business, this needs to be number one, as it's going to form the baseline of all other marketing that you do. We can go into a lot more detail on this, and I know that we will in future episodes. But the most important part is this. You need to have a really, really good understanding of who your target customer is and what they want. And the more specific you can get, the better. If you don't feel like you understand your target customer well enough, there's a deceivingly easy solution. Ask them. Here's an example. When I knew I was getting ready to launch this podcast, I needed to understand more about my target audience and what they wanted. So I put together a simple Google survey and sent it out to everyone I knew who has a small business and I thought would be interested in this topic. I asked questions like, when you think about doing good with your business, what comes to mind? Which of the following activities are important to you as you think about contributing with your business? What length and format of podcasts do you enjoy the most? And on and on and on. Customer experience. Your customer experience is one of the most important things to think about when it comes to marketing. Every single interaction between your customer and your brand is an opportunity to market well. Here are some things to think about when it comes to customer experience. What is it like to purchase your product? Is it easy or confusing? What does the web page look like? Do people have all of the information they need to make decisions? If you have a product-based business, what does your actual product look like? How is it designed? How is it packaged? How is it shipped? Is there anything fun and surprising when you receive it? What is your customer service like? How easy is it for people to get their questions answered? How are they treated when they try to get their questions answered? Branding and design. Good branding means establishing your brand in a way that people recognize it without having to see the name. Think of the Nike swoosh or the golden arches of McDonald's. Or think about scrolling through Instagram, seeing a photo, and immediately knowing who posted it before you even see their username. Branding includes the look and feel, but also the messaging that you use to describe your business. The biggest thing to remember when it comes to branding is consistency. The more consistent you are, the more people will recognize your brand and start associating things with it. The colors you use, your fonts, even a style of photos. We have an episode on branding coming soon, so stay tuned. Social media. We all know social media. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and so on and so on. You could spend 100% of your time marketing your business on social media if you tried to cover all the platforms. But you shouldn't try to cover all the platforms. What you should do instead is first work to understand your ideal customer and find out where they're spending their time. If they use Instagram, when do they go on Instagram? What are they looking for when they go on? Education? Escape? Encouragement? Good social media marketing is about finding the right platforms for your business and doubling down on one or two of them. Email marketing. If you wake up every day with a bunch of emails from companies trying to sell you something, you're well aware of email marketing. 
The truth is that most people don't do email marketing very well, but it is one of the most powerful tools in your marketing toolbox. And it is consistently shown to be much more effective than other marketing channels, especially social media. Beyond just the fact that it's more effective, you own your email marketing list. Think about it. If Instagram disappeared tomorrow, your followers would have no way to find you and you'd have no way to find them. On the other hand, when someone gives you their email, it's yours until they unsubscribe. Website and search. We want it to be easy for our ideal customers to find us and find what they need. We need a website, our corner of the internet, that clearly delivers the information that our customers need to make the decision about buying from us. But even more importantly than the design and layout of our website, we need people to be able to find our website in the first place. The term SEO, search engine optimization, refers to your efforts to make it as easy as possible to find your website on Google or another search engine. For example, if I own a hair salon in Seattle and someone Googles Seattle hair salon, ideally I want my website to come up in the first page or two, and there's a lot of strategies you can use to make that happen. Content marketing. Content marketing is simply attracting customers and prospects by providing something valuable. Have you ever traded your email address in exchange for a report, a guide, a free tutorial? That's content marketing. In fact, you may have noticed some content marketing a little bit earlier in this podcast. If you go to makinggoodpodcast.com slash marketing map, you'll be able to enter your email in exchange for a PDF diagram that lays all of this marketing 101 out. Word of mouth and referrals. This is exactly what it sounds like, and it's the holy grail of marketing. Word of mouth or referrals are when your customers or audience do your marketing for you. This might look like a past customer telling their friends about your amazing product or someone who follows you on Instagram recommending you to someone who's looking for what you sell. Publicity and visibility. And by this, I mean, how can you get your product in front of an audience other than your own? Some examples of this are writing an article that gets published in the media somewhere, getting your product written up in a publication or gift guide, being a guest on a podcast or blog getting featured in the media, getting featured on social media, and so on. Paid marketing. Paid marketing refers to any marketing where you're paying to get in front of an audience. Examples of this include event sponsorship, podcast sponsorship, advertisements on Instagram, Facebook, Google, etc. Affiliate marketing, which is when someone promotes your product and in exchange they get a cut of the sales that are generated, and influencer marketing on social media. And finally, offline marketing. Offline marketing is exactly what it sounds like. The most common examples of this would be in-person events, so networking, conferences, or craft shows, and direct mail, which is when you send something in the mail, a flyer, a postcard, a brochure, etc. Okay, so this is a lot. (laughs) But the good news is, most of this you're probably already doing anyway, whether you're thinking deliberately about it or not. You probably already have or plan to have a website, you reply to customer service emails, and chances are you post on social media from time to time. Good marketing is about leaving the best impression possible in all of those different opportunities. Ultimately, marketing is really about getting to know your ideal customer and finding ways to meet them where they are. If they're not on LinkedIn, don't worry about LinkedIn. If they don't go to conferences or listen to podcasts, don't worry about sponsoring or advertising there. One of the beautiful and most frustrating things about marketing is it's endless. You never feel like you're done. 
There's no clear checklist to go through where when you get to the end, you say, ta-da, did it, and we're done with marketing. (laughs) You'll always feel like there's more you could do to better spread the word about your business and get more sales. And that's just the way it is. Can you tell how much I love this topic? To me, marketing is truly a form of art where the more creative and committed you are, the better your results. So there will definitely be many more episodes on this topic on this podcast. But if you're wondering where to start, I want to suggest two things that I think are the two most important first steps. Number one is identifying your ideal customer. Spend some time on this. How old are they? Where do they live? What social media networks do they use? What are they looking for when they go on social media? What kind of magazines, books, blogs do they read? Where do they shop? What are their dreams? Where do they go on vacation? What keeps them up at night? The more specific you can get about identifying your ideal customer, the better your marketing will be. And pro tip, if you can't answer these questions yourself, go talk to some people who fit your description and ask them. Number two, create an email list. Yep, it's a lot less sexy than social media and it's a lot slower to grow. But it's a platform that you own and the return on investment for email marketing is sky high. Start providing a reason for people to agree to get emails from you. For the most part, this will mean providing valuable content, sending occasional updates on your business, or offering discounts. So there you go. Small Business Marketing 101. What do you think? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Connect with me at Making Good Podcast on Instagram. As always, you can find all the details about each episode on our website. Head over to makinggoodpodcast.com slash four. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a rating and review on iTunes. Not only would I so enjoy reading what you think, but it will help us get the podcast in front of other people who could do good with their small business. Thank you so much for tuning in. Talk to you next time.